everyone, and welcome to the Come Up Interviews podcast. This is the Brett Stir speaking. Hey, it's Ty Guy. I'm back. Now, you were off on a very covert and secretive assignment yes, last time, and I was all alone for the infamous uh, Steve Spears, uh, Brad Williams podcast of Stuck in the 80s. So what were you actually doing? Well, I was in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing up some huts. Hoping yeah. to see Mike Monty. Nick Nicholson, Willie Williams. Because <laughs> that is what I mentioned um, on yeah. that episode. But I God. wasn't sure if that was actually true or maybe it was just some sort of elaborate cover story. Nope. I was just exploring some huts. It was a lot of fun. I went, whoa, after the, the, uh, the hut exploded, you know, a bunch of times. I was like Did the you, last American soldier, you know. Yes, uh, your idol and mine, Craig Allen. Yep, he's the he's the best. And we gotta see that movie. That's really hard to find. Called The Game. That's Craig Allen. Well, maybe Vinegar <laughs> Syndrome will release it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's it's, it's a, definitely a rarity. Well, they are releasing whatever it takes. <laughs> the movie we've talked about before with uh, Don the Dragon Wilson and Andrew Dice Clay. So if they if they're releasing that, and who Fred knows? the Hammer Williams said, yes. That? <laughs> it um, takes more than muscle. So uh, did you uh, walk away in slow motion from yes, an explosion? I did, and I jumped away from the explosion, so it was both. So it's like <laughs> well, I imagine those are two separate incidents. Yeah, two separates. So it's okay. like <laughs> I had a lot of fun. So I, I did listen to it, and it was a good episode. So that was really that was awesome that you got him on the show. Oh, you know, you listen to the, the yeah. um, Stuck in the 80s? Okay, that's good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully other people enjoyed it. I think they, I think they will. People love the Video Store Memories episodes, that's DSMs. You know. Yes, those are our most popular episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just want to, and I also listened to the Fire Fist episode because I, you know, I always have to backtrack of what I, you know, forgot. The so, Fire Fist episode. Fire Fist episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, anything else you want to know about my mission before I mention that? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to give away any uh, black ops or trade <laughs> secrets. Didn't I, why don't I get too uh, you know political? But didn't Geraldo like show troop? <laughs> I think he got in a little trouble for a little trouble. Yeah, I remember for something I like, like that. Yeah, I was like, uh, whoops, <laughs> let's not forget about his vault. You remember Al Capone's vault? <laughs> it was a great vault. Um, here comes the vault oh nuts you think maybe he might have checked the vault before going on the air I think that's why people made fun of him at the time don't go live with the vault without knowing what's in the vault why would there be anything in the vault unless he saw it before and he's like well I better fake it you know yeah but clearly that's not what he did he also needs to cut down his mustache I know we're doing some Geraldo bashing but just have a regular mustache that's just, that's just me. That's like he, has he doesn't much. have a regular mustache. It, it goes too far. It's like it's okay, almost like so when you, mustaches. Okay, it goes too far. So yeah. you you're the the mustache uh, measurer in chief. Yes, here. I am. <laughs> yes, I am. But I do want to mention the things from the Fire Fist episode I forgot to mention. Now, finally, I have a about Cindy Crawford's mall. Oh yes, yeah, so long-awaited update. Yeah, she still has the mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a real mall, and she still has it. She still has it. Now, I I think there were rumors of her, like, you know, getting it, you know, removed, but she never did it, you know, in her older age. But she still has it, at least as of 2019. So it doesn't switch to different sides of her face or anything <laughs> like that? No, no. Didn't they say that for Enrique Iglesias' mall, that it goes back and forth? I knew there was someone, possibly Madonna also. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fake mall. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> no investigation needed on that no. one. 
Wait, speaking of the mole, I saw you can watch old mole episodes on Netflix. So then William Baldwin can finally figure out if he was the mole. I think it was Stephen Baldwin. Oh. Like, <laughs> you to be able to keep track of that after all these years? I always did. So, I, so when anyone says the wrong Baldwin, I go jump right with Stephen. Yeah, so Crawford saw his mole. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about MTV VJs, you know, like Jesse and Martha Quinn. And right. I couldn't remember Tabitha Soren. So. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's because uh, technically I don't think she was a VJ. I think she was oh. the host of MTV News. Oh, okay. Okay. So I could be wrong, but I don't think she ever actually VJed. I oh. think she just did the news with Kurt Loader. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy well, from that action movie we watched recently. Sort of recently. You mean U.S. Seals? <laughs> was that the guy? I thought it yeah. was. Okay, I'll trust you on that. There's a guy who looked like Kurt Loder. Well, don't forget Kurt Loder was, uh, you know, holding a gun. And who's the man? Which you saw. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Connoisseur loves that. He cracks up. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, and finally, I forgot a movie in the Fire Fist episode. One of the Fist movies, which is. Fist of Honor, you know, our buddy Dave uh, mentioned that. Like, oh, right, Fist of Honor with Sam Jones. That seems like a pretty big oversight. I mean, I don't want to, you know, embarrass you here, but you forgot you forgot Fist of Honor? I don't, you know, I was so excited about Fist of Iron, I completely forgot about because that also has Sam Jones. So it's a similar title, the same cast. I guess I could see how that could happen. Sometimes it blurs these Fist movies. Well, that's true. I was almost gonna do it like during the episode. So Fist of Honor starts Fist <laughs> Sullivan starring Sam Jones. Well, it's a, it's a it's a silly PM movie. You've never seen it, right? Uh, if, you did, if if you say I haven't, I'll just believe you because I don't really remember to be honest. I rewatched it about two years ago, and it was it's 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 goofy. You know, you gotta love. The, he's kind of a lunkhead, Sam Jones, in it. He's a lovable, a lovable lunkhead. lunkhead. He's very lovable, lovable lunkhead. It's a little junky in parts, but overall entertaining. So, okay. So there we go. That would probably what I would have said in the episode. All right. So that's all the you know housekeeping and sort of cleanup. Yes. That those are the cleanups. Okay. Well, now that those are you know over and done with, I guess we can move on to the should have been an action star. Oh yes, I guess I will sing the song. Should have been an action star. So after having not been here last time, it must feel good to be able to sing that song again. Yeah, it was nice to sing it again. (laughs) Well, you have uncovered a good one. So who is it? Well, I guess I'll start off with the embarrassing idea of how I thought of it, which was I was I'll say it. I was watching Gossip Girl, (laughs) the complete series, and I saw that Wallace Shawn was on the show hanging around. So I thought, wait, he could be an action star. So he has that kind of loud, you know, boisterous voice. Hello. (laughs) So you're saying, you know, he puts on a leather jacket, grows some beard stubble, puts on some sunglasses and he gets revenge. Absolutely. And what's funny is I was looking up his filmography to see if he has any action oriented titles, but his quotes are serious. He's always like, I'm not a very funny person. (laughs) If you go on IMDb and look at his quotes, he says, I'm not funny. I need to. I only like drama, but I'm stuck in comedy. So I thought, mm-hmm, this is something. Yeah, so, because this way he wouldn't be stuck in comedy. He'd be doing a serious role. Exactly. This is what he wants. Yeah, I could totally see him with a motorcycle uh, jacket, and he walks away from the explosion. 
but he still has the voice. So it's like, I'm going to kill you, you drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So it's Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Well, no one would see that coming. And yeah. he, you know, he wants to get revenge like anybody else. So it would be very surprising. I, I think he's also does some martial arts. Maybe it really, you won't expect that. Like, <laughs> you like punch it. Maybe there's like a, one of those cool like jump kicks to uh, like two goons. It's like, like both right. at the same time. Right, so there's a goon on either side, and Wallace yeah. Shawn kicks them both. Yeah, yeah, kicks them both at the same time, and you don't. Yeah, okay. That. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> so I, I I couldn't think of a title. Maybe um, I don't know, but deadly. Uh, <laughs> blood deadly vengeance. Justice. No, I'm not gonna think yeah. blood vengeance. Maybe deadly justice or something like that, where Wallace Shawn is out for blood or something like that. So it's like <laughs> finally. <laughs> Wouldn't be? I just, I, I love the idea. It is, you could just see that too. <laughs> no more Princess Bride stuff for him. He's, he's out for revenge. So. Well, he's a, he's a serious actor, and he likes to do lots of different types of roles. Yeah. Maybe I, this is something he could do that's new and different. I love it. I hope it will be made soon because we talked about Flatley, uh, you know, with that movie he's in, Blackbird. So that came true. So maybe Wallace Shawn is uh, coming up next. You know. Well, a lot of stuff we've said so far in this podcast has come true. And, you know, we're so far ahead of our time. I'm sure more stuff will come true eventually. Oh, you just don't, you never know. You never know. Or he could also be maybe like a real villain in like a psychological thriller or something. Well, he's probably done that. I'm looking. I think he should be the hero in an action movie. Yeah. OK, I could take that, too. It's like he's never. I know. Was he the villain in Mom and Dad Save the World? Remember oh, I don't that? remember that. Oh, OK. <laughs> I just, that just popped in my head. So you're the one who's just looking on the IMDb. I mean, you know, I just that is true. But I guess that's it for we have no cliches, so we're going right into <laughs> our uh, topic of the day, which is no, we're not no subject, <laughs> same titles, part two. Yeah, don't give away what we're going to be doing in the future yeah, so yeah. soon. <laughs> so, right, so these have, are just more movies from ComeUpInterviews.net, yes. our website that you found that have a similar title. Yes, we have a lot of them, actually. We did a part one, you know, a bunch of months ago, and then we did about 10 titles or 20 titles. Mm-hmm. And I found about 10 more titles that have the same title. <laughs> but yeah, in this math, it works out to 19 titles. I don't get how yeah, that works. I don't know. It was nine, maybe 18 then, actually. That would make more sense. So yeah, I'm so, going to jump right into it with... Okay. Oh, unless you have something else to say. No. Oh, okay. With Angel of Death from 2002 with Mira Sorvino and uh it's one of these kind of Spanish-made thrillers. I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever seen I it. I haven't seen it. So this is one of the ones I have not seen. Well, it she looks very bored in it. It's just mm. like it's kind of like a paint by numbers thriller. It's okay, but it's just something you would see at a blockbuster or Tommy Case and just kind of stro- you know stroll by. It's like but yeah, uh, you watched it. Yeah. I well I watched it cuz I had to watch it cuz it looked it looked good at the time. You know. <laughs> So uh, it's okay. It's about these, um, like a serial killer, and it's just it could have been a lot better. It's just kind of boring and kind of you know paint by numbers. Um, then we'll go right to the next one, which is a Angel of Death 2009 with Zoe Bell. So we watched mm-hmm. that a little bit ago. Oh yes, yes. So that's sort of like a low budget direct video yeah, kind of was, comic book type thing. Yeah. I think it was straight to Crackle. I think it was a Crackle original. 
Oh, that was a Crackle original? I thought the only other one we watched was that John Fu movie. Oh, Extraction? Yes, yeah. Extraction. And, well, they've in the beginning of Crackle, they just made their own original stuff. So this was one of them. And uh, the plot of this, if people haven't seen it, is Eve, Zoe Bell, is a hit woman in L.A., but then she gets a severe head injury. And then um, there's some criminals after her. And it's not, if you remember the movie, it, you know, it's more lighthearted, more goofy. Well, I remember, I think it might have been based off of a comic book slash right. graphic novel. And they really did it in that kind of style. It, it's done well enough. And Zoe Bell definitely, you know, helped. Like, she did that really awesome jump with like a knife. Do you remember this? Mm. Well, I remember the movie was kind of short, wasn't it? Like yeah, it seventy was, something minutes. Yeah, it was seventy-seven minutes. Is it? So that, that's a wicked short. Because I think it was back in the Crackle days, you had to watch it in parts. I think is there a Crackle or maybe it was? Oh, what was it? It was um, I can't remember. Remember those uh, Clive Owen things where he's like a driver? Well, I thought those were ads for like BMW or something. <laughs> well, they're half ads, half like mini movies. It was from the same company, I think, that made Angel Death, and they put it on Crackle. Because so, you had to watch it in parts back in the day. So, I think um, we were close to watching that other movie called Angel of Death. It's like a Jess Franco movie where it's like about oh yeah, like Mengele or something. Yeah, and, it's like, but it's not really yeah. an action movie. So, no. you've never seen that, right? No, I have seen it. Oh, but it's not action oriented. More kind no, of no. But I think you thought it might be. Yeah, it looked like it from the cover. Oh, right, Ed Brubaker. That's the guy who made the comic. So, well, I guess maybe people know that name. I don't know. I, I, I've heard of I've heard of him. Um, yeah, I would. Would you recommend it? Uh, mm. If you're, asking, I wouldn't not recommend it. But it's just it's not bad. But it's also not something you really want to shout from the rooftops to tell people to go watch. You know, <laughs> that's true. I'm going to jump into uh, the next movies, which are the hard way. Now. The hard way I'm going to start with first is the one from 2019 or yeah, 2019 with uh, Michael Jai White and Luke Goss and Randy Couture. Right. Um, Which we watched, obviously, not that long ago because yeah, it didn't come yeah, out that long ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we thought this one was also kind of weak. You remember, it had this idea of Michael Jai White versus Randy Couture and it, it didn't deliver. It's kind of a Romanian slog and it's kind of dark looking. Right. No, I, I do recall that, yes. So, if people haven't seen this one, which I definitely don't really recommend unless you're really – it's in the dregs of Netflix if you, if you scroll down. <laughs> and down and down and down. down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, the hard way. Okay. <laughs> well, because before you even start talking about the hard way, Go ahead. you know, there's the hard way that most people know with James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Yes, and there's, I guess that's another one. And I have the other hard way. Well, I thought that wasn't that good either. I rewatched it a couple months ago. It's like, it's more annoying. It's just Michael J. Fox. It's like, eh, I'm annoying. <laughs> so we went from Michael J. Fox to Michael J. White. White. Hmm, Michael that's J. White. A, uh, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, let's see. So Michael J. White plays Payne, just a humble bar owner in New York City who pays his bills. But his brother, Cody is killed by some baddies. So he he says the only sensible thing, he flies to Romania to get answers. And then Luke Goss is hanging around, and Randy Couture, but he's the villain. His name is Briggs. 
And um, that's his actual voice. He hasn't been sucking on helium, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all steroids will do to you, supposedly. So it's like <laughs> supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. supposedly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Randy Couture. It's like, it's like, is that Wallace Shawn or Randy Couture? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they can be partners in the movie. Ooh, that's a good idea. But Randy Couture is the nerd, and Wallace Shawn is the badass. <laughs> see you now and see that's turning the tables <laughs> so uh partners in crime or something like that <laughs> uh so right. yeah well this movie's pretty weak it's pretty lame we'd skip it i'm assuming okay. you agree oh yeah i do agree yes there's in the fight scene between michael joy and katura was left a lot to be desired so. and you think there's going to be you know, more of what fans would want. That's what makes it disappointing. Cause you know, you could, you don't, we haven't seen a really good couture movie. So it's like, he hasn't delivered yet. So in my expendables, uh, well, he did series. Expendables, but see, he doesn't have his own solo movie where he, you know, you know, you know, beats up people like kind of like Michael J. White has a couple of good ones like blood and bone. So, yeah. Like, yeah. No, but that's true. Well, you know, his career is still uh, ongoing, so yes. we'll just have to hope for the best. So we're going to go to the good, really good hard way, which is from 1989, a, a classic. <laughs> Miles O'Keefe, Henry Silva. Yes. With his, his kerchief. <laughs> so it, uh, is anyone else seeing a pattern here? The direct video movies from 2019 are not so good, but the ones from 1989 yeah. are tried and true classics and just very enjoyable. And we see yeah. that over and over and yeah. over again. So people can't say the eighties weren't better in that sense. Cause they, they were on average turned out so much better material. Exactly. And this one delivers the goods and it has a really goofy quote, which I will read too. So there's a character named Pinheiro, and he says, you shouldn't have killed that corn on the cob. <laughs> I'm thinking something might have been lost in translation a bit there. <laughs> well, I think one of these other Miles O'Keefe we watched called Double Target. There's a guy named General Howard Stern. <laughs> yes, I do remember that, yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He was a real general, the actual Howard Stern. It's like <laughs> well, what's it? Interesting is a lot of these movies, like The Hardway, didn't really get releases here in the U.S. Yeah, I know. We had to watch this one on the tube, YouTube. So, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> it has a great ending, which we're not going to spoil, but no. it does have a, a really good ending. It. I wish I could buy it. This should be a really fun Vinegar Syndrome stat. It would be a big hit. I know. And then because they release things like this all the time. I did, it'd be the first U.S. release and they really should do it. And I I can't help but laugh reading the first sentence of the plot of this movie, which I will, I'll try to read without laughing. When a bunch of white guys in suits in a U.S. government office, including a senator, what his name is, Senator Towell. <laughs> so is there like a Senator Bath Mat? Well, he's a congressman. Okay, Congressman Bath Mat. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the joy of these movies is that <laughs> things get lost in translation. And, and you're going to love that. So we get the core of the cob and Senator Towell in the same movie. <laughs> it's just uh, what more could you want? It, maybe see the reason why it should have come out here on VHS is probably the reason why 
companies thought it shouldn't because there's all these weird sort of errors in quotes. Right. But really, that's what makes the movie really enjoyable. That's why you, you got to love the errors. <laughs> so the the plot is that Pinero is a drug dealer. He's the main character or main bad guy. And then guess who has to come after him? True Miles. American hero. Yeah. Yes. Bull played by Miles O'Keefe and Henry Silva is the bad guy, too. So. Because he's also he's a ruthless drug lord and a ruthless overlord. And his name is Weston, played by Silva. So. This is movie just delivers the goods it's not a jungle slog it's 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 a blast to watch yeah i agree and um if people can find it they should watch it i i can't agree more there's an awesome helicopter explosion i won't say anything else (laughs) just watch there's a guy that looks like a young vigorous don rickles also oh well he he himself no stranger to canon movies having been in the keaton's cop (laughs) <laughs> where he might have passed away no spoilers so it's like <laughs> well you said might so yeah, might so i'm not getting any spoilers <laughs> um yeah so def- it says that it was shot in brazil released in germany and then japan vhs and then there might be uk dvd flowing around but nothing for us and uh, us yanks you know <laughs> nope i guess not well not until vinegar syndrome releases it i can't agree more we're gonna go right to our next movie which is Moving Target. So the Moving Target. Oh, I gotta find the whole on one moment, please. Well, so, but is this the one with Sam Jones and the pasted on head on the box art? That <laughs> I think that's uh, Driving Force. Right. Okay, Driving Force. Yeah. So Moving Target from. We'll start with the one from 1988. Oh no, we're not doing that one. We'll do that next. We'll do 1996 with uh, Michael Dudikoff. And Billy D. Williams, the Damian Lee joint. Sonny McLean. Do we remember that? His last name was McLean. Mm. <laughs> not, like, not McLean. Hmm, McLean. <laughs> I, I can't. Is that something I'm supposed to remember? Because I really don't. You I remember uh, Billy D. Williams plays Hamburger in that other movie. Oh, Deadly Illusion? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a very silly movie. So this is kind of this is such a standard uh, Dudikoff vehicle. Yeah, Sonny McLean is a bounty hunter, and then uh, he just fights baddies. I mean, it's not really much to go on in this one. And it, Billy Dee Williams is good in it. He mentioned Star Wars. Of course he does. So, so really? <laughs> so this is kind of weak. It's kind of like Bounty Hunter and Bounty Hunter's Two Hardball. It's like almost like right. this. And if you're out of Dudikoff, it's not a bad movie. It's just that there's better Dudikoff out there. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, have you ever did like, do you ever, I don't think you ever did. We, we did a Dudikoff episode, right? Oh, if we did, I don't know. But that would be kind of on the bottom, you know. Um, right. Now we're going to go to the 1988 one, which is a classic. Uh, moving Target, 1988. Starring Linda Blair, Janine Lynn Mueller, and of course, Ernest Borgnine. Oh, I forgot we reviewed that for the website. Oh, yeah. Reviewed that back in 2014. So same with uh, the other moving target. So Well, we reviewed them both in the same year. Yeah. So it's um, we posted moving target 96, uh, oh, May 2nd, 2014. And then we posted moving target 88. Oh, well, September 19th, 2014. So, um, 
Well, I, from what I remember, this is a pretty enjoyable movie. Um, oh, yeah. And it's super hard to find. I, uh, we both have a copy, though. Yeah, we both have a copy. Which is kind yeah, of we got lucky. Southgate VHS. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such a cool cover. It's got the gun and it's got the woman on the bike, on the motorcycle. <laughs> yes. You don't know what is really going on with it, but you got to love the cover. <laughs> well, it's just one of these only in the 80s type movies that I certainly love. Oh, this is an interesting one because it's. Uh, you know, it's Linda Blair. You know, she's doing Savage Streets, Moving Target, um, Night Force. All SFX the, all Retaliator. <laughs> yes, that's right. She, those are better than The Exorcist. I think most people would agree. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> so I'll read the plot if people haven't seen Moving Target. Well, then, then there is a very good chance of that. <laughs> that's true. Okay, oh, perfect for Vinegar Syndrome. They should release oh, this. That'd be great. You could totally see that like the September releases. Moving Target. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Allison Spencer, uh, his boyfriend, is shot by a mysterious guy in a black leather jacket and, and a motorcycle helmet. So she goes on the run. And then she meets other people, like Perry Spencer, played by Charles Pitt. <laughs> and, but, uh, Ernest Borgnine's on the case, Captain Morrison. And also Linda Blair is uh, hanging around. <laughs> She's like a, just kind of a doctor. It's, it doesn't sound like much from that description, yeah, but I really think, I, you know, it's it's more about what you see than it's what really you hear. Point. Yeah, I made it sound stupid, but actually you have to watch the movie to find out how silly and fun it is. Right, yeah. If that makes so sense. I would like, again, once again, the movie from the 80s trumps yep. the other one. It definitely does. So, uh, well, what did we say here? So. <laughs> well, you got to love Moving Target for its shoddy, incoherent line readings and classic, uh, just pure 80s-ness. Well, yeah, that is what I love about it. Yeah. That's what everyone will love about it when they see it. Do you remember the song? There's a song? Yeah, I'm not off the top of my head, no. It's called One More Try by D. Lewis. Oh. And it sounds, uh, the keyboard theme sounds a lot like uh, Separate Ways by Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that. That's a great video. It's a great song. Both songs. Um, well, if I can find it, maybe I'll end the podcast with cool. one more try by D. Lewis. So, so definitely uh, keep an eye out for this one. So our next movie, movies, is the perfect weapon. We'll start off with the Seagal one, which uh, Seagal and uh, Johnny Messner or John Messner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically it's a Steve Seagal. Steve Seagal and John Messner. <laughs> well, what's interesting about this, it's from 2016, is that it tried. We kind of liked it. You know, his name is Ac- uh, Johnny Messner plays Axon Ray, <laughs> code name Condor. And then he's just, he looks like Hitman. He looks like Timothy Oliphant in Hitman. Yeah, this is, really- this is a movie that's a lot like Hitman, and the movie yeah. even has similar beats, I guess you yeah. might say. Yeah. To the Hitman movie. Yeah, it's like we that way. That's from Hitman. I tried to rip it off in the in the low budget style. It didn't really work out too well, but it tried. Because so, it takes place in some sort of future time. Yeah, it sure does. And so there's two the Steven Seagals. Right? <laughs> I think that might have been a spoiler there. Just oh, like, <laughs> I can take that out actually. No, no, no. But who cares? It's just, it's it's perfect weapon of Steve Seagal. It's in the year 20, 2029, which is relatively soon. It's only eight years away. <laughs> and would someone might be listening to 
this in that time. So maybe That's they're true. listening to it in the present time for them. <laughs> so they all live in a dystopian future controlled by the state. There's an underground freedom movement trying to disrupt the all-consuming central powers of our evil government. Are you so, sure this doesn't take place in 2021? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. But see, Richard Tyson is really another villain. He plays the controller. So, so there's the controller played by Richard Tyson, and he he uh, you know hires Axon Ray to shoot people, and Steven Seagal's hanging around on a screen. So, it's like like the one there's jumbotrons. Well, it would have to be. Hey. <laughs> hey. <Hey-o. laughs> yes, but we actually thought it was pretty entertaining for what it was. So it's kind of a recommendation, finally, in the newer movie sweepstakes here. Um, yeah, I mean, and but the bar is somewhat low. I mean, it was like, oh, wow, we found a newer movie that's not that bad. I mean, that's no. great, but it's not really – it doesn't reach the high highs of the 80s. As I can't agree more. Even maybe the 90s. Well, so, yeah, and the 90s. Some, some of the – the first half of the 90s, yes. And that's a really good segue. Unless you want to talk more about 2016 Perfect Weapon, if you can find it for free, I'd watch it. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> We'll go right I'm, to the 90s. Yeah, well, it's one of the better latter-day Steves, I suppose, because he's not in it that much. It's more just a low-budget Hitman knockoff, I suppose. It's better, <laughs> not, it's better not Beyond the Law, another similar-titled movie with Seagal. Remember? Right. John Bessner again and uh, Bill Cobbs. We, we kind of trashed it on the last episode of Concept. Yeah, we did, because that's the one about the, with the remote control, or uh, the drones, I guess, Yeah. right? Yeah, it was just... I won't call them remote control helicopters or airplanes. <laughs> you only call them drones. So, yeah. So yeah, I'll jump to the 1991 perfect weapon. Finally. Yeah, which is one of the things that I find annoying about some of this is yeah. don't these makers of these movies who are making action movies yep. know that there is already a very well-known movie in this case called The Perfect Weapon. I mean, don't they know that? Do they know well, here's my question. Yeah. Do they Go know ahead. it and they don't care or they don't know it? No, and they, they don't care. It. They know it and don't care because here's a great example of that. Bad Company. You know, there's that. No, there's a million movies called Bad Company. So there's night from the 1970s. What had Jeff Bridges? Yeah, great, really good movie. Yeah. Then there's the one from the 90s of Ellen Barkin and Lawrence. Right. Yeah, and then right. here's the other one with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. So. And, and there's probably others too, but those like, are the most well known. It's like there's already a movie called Bad Company, also a great band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so yeah, we're getting into triples. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so we're getting into, you know, three movies with the same title. That's true. It's, which we have, which we kind of touched upon today with movies like The Hard Way or Angel of Death. Yeah, there's three titles. So that that's crazy. There's there's other titles in the world. So you got pick one, you know, pick a different one. Yeah, do you use your creative brain, you know? Uh, it could be an unorthodox type of title. You know, you don't have to go by the same old, same old. Nope, we're going to call it Bad Company and has Anthony Hopkins. Okay, so, so there's a movie already called Bad Company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's probably what happened in the, in the pitch meeting. It's like, ah, it's like, I care. No one knows about the one with Alan Barkin or Jeff Bridges. Mm. So, but Once again, they're insulting us as uh, movie patrons. You know, I've seen the one with Chris Rock and, and Hopkins. Uh, How is it? Perfect for if you're in some sort of quarantine. Because <laughs> if you got nothing else to watch, it's perfectly fine. But it's like Chris Rock, he's like shooting people. And just like 
It's very ridiculous. So <laughs> we'll go to the the good perfect weapon, the better one from 1991. Jeff Speakman, Mako, uh, Professor Toru Tanaka, and of course Mariska Hardigay. <laughs> who is mostly on the cutting room floor, unfortunately. Talk about Lincoln there. Or... <laughs> well, it's supposedly in this long rumored, you know, storied, uncut version, her role is bigger and more intact. You could even give her a line. She has no lines in this version. And just like her face, yeah. <laughs> you know, just looking at Jeff Speakman, you know, every couple of, you know, every couple of scenes, like, hmm, there's Jeff Speakman there. So it's like. And un- no. not unlike what Jeff Speakman did to Silk the Shocker in uh, <laughs> we just well, just kidding. I just you know, he had a small role that. and he kinda looked at Silk um Yeah. What was his too cool name or something? Yeah, something like cool. that. It was cool, not too cool. It's like cool, well, you gotta be a better martial artist. <laughs> yeah. That's an exact that's an exact quote, by the way. Like um, um but, I mean, this went to the theater. I, we've talked about this movie kind of extensively on the podcast, so I don't know oh, how deeply... Oh, okay. Well, I remember I told that story about how it came to the theater in North Haven. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that story. During the height of the action boom. Oh, that's right. So, and I remember thinking another one. That, you know. <laughs> but this is perfect 90s action flick. It oh, is. It is. You, you, you pop it in. On, now it's on DVD. Or is it on Blu-ray? I think it is. You know, I I can check that if you want to talk for a second. Sure, sure. So you pop this into your, you rent it from your video. So like, perfect weapon. I've heard of that movie. I'm going to watch it tonight. You pop it in, you love it, and then you rewind it. But it's like. (laughs) (laughs) In that order. (laughs) You don't rewind it and love it. Not usually. That's in the realm of absurdity. It actually is on DVD, or sorry, Blu-ray. I don't know if it's, it's, it. Well, it's out of print, it looks like. Oh. Well, it's so, so good. <laughs> so let's hope that there'll be like a Shout Factory style special edition with the full complete version. That'd be, I'd pay. I'd pay big bucks, 25, maybe even 30. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it came out on Blu-ray all the way back in 2012. So I mm. do think it's due for a re-release. And, of course, the other Perfect Weapons also on Blu-ray. <laughs> in case anyone right. wanted to buy that. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, I guess we already did talk about Perfect Weapon, so I can go to the next, uh, movies. Now, I don't think you've seen these, uh, so them? no, I don't think so. I'm going to, I'll make them quick though, which, uh, movie, oops, movie's called The Heist. So one stars Wolf Larson. Well, let me get to it for some reason. Uh, one is Andrew McCarthy, is it? Yes. Andrew McCarthy and, uh, Wolf Larson, yeah, yeah. Andrew McCarthy and Wolf Larson. I found this oh, one. Oh, they're together. Uh, now, is there together. a third the heist movie on the website? Uh, or is this those two? two. Oh, we only have two. Okay. So this one's from 1997. It's also called Hostile Force. Has, uh, See, that's a cooler title. Hostile Force? Yeah. yeah. Like the Don't heist. you agree than just the yeah. heist? The heist. That's a, it's, like <laughs> it's like Hostile Force is a cooler title. Hostile four. That, why could that's perfect for the video store, man? I know. Maybe it, like, it, it did. I say, did it come out that way in some places or no? It must have. It must have. So, um, was it saying a Rogue Force? Yes, yeah, so I was gonna talk about Rogue Force, but that movie rocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie I was obsessed with. It's like, whoa, yeah. Michael Rooker and Robert Patrick in the same movie shooting people. <laughs> Bought immediately, <laughs> and I have it. So. 
that you enjoyed it, right? You watched it during uh, you rented it. Yes, yes. Before you say it, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it was one of those movies that I enjoyed, but also thought in the back of my mind, is this the type of movie someone could really be obsessed with? It's just kind of a kind of a direct video, you know, enjoyable enough movie, but you know, it's a little, you know, it's a little shaky in some of the production values, but so what? But see, you gotta go. Uh, my thought process on this because when you watch these straight to video movies all my life, it's like. This is going to be a great movie. It's like, it's all, it's yeah, all I love your like hope and optimism and enthusiasm yeah. because so many times you have that and then your your hopes are dashed. Yes, that's I mean happened. that's happened more times than not. I mean, there's I you're good, always yeah. like really excited to watch something yeah. and then it doesn't live up to this awesome hype that you build up in your own mind. I, there's tons of examples. Yes, I'll give a, you should a probably give, give the audience some well, since we're doing okay on time. Of, yeah, <laughs> sure. Here's an example of I was I was excited about the movie and I, it delivered, which was the sweeper, that delivered the goods. Like yeah, the sweeper. So, well, sure, the sweeper delivers the goods. But I'm talking about you know. Uh, oh, I have an example. Okay. Um, which is the number one girl, has Tony Sheena. And right. Really, really. Not only did you not like it, I think you actively hated the movie. I if I'm not the movie wrong. Because see, first of all, if, it's actually there's a review on the site. I hate it because. Nothing happens of any importance. Everyone's like really weirdly dubbed. It looks like junk. And the trailer tricked me because it should be Tony Sheena versus Vinnie Jones, which it is. But you have to slog, slog it through. That's garbage. It's like. So you were disappointed. But yeah. but when you saw it was coming out, you thought, oh, awesome. And as yeah. anyone might. But then, yeah. you know. Like, oh, this looks awesome. I can't wait to see the fight scenes. It's like, oh, what? no. <laughs> So, and there's other examples like um, oh, geez, the, uh, I, but I feel like I always hear you say this like oh I was so oh. excited but then I watched the movie and then it let me down and I I know there's examples but obviously I didn't have time to prepare this so okay. you would know more than me like what give me some other examples of things you were really excited about but then it kind of disappointed you it's, it's a, that's a really good question it's hard to think right on the spot maybe, I know maybe we could come back to the subject I'll come back to uh, that one I'll, I'll write it down maybe it could be like a mini segment or something yeah because so, I don't know if it's enough for a full episode but no, I, no. I, I know there's <laughs> at least five to eight movies you could probably name you know what there's you know you know the first episode we talked about the tax man I was excited yeah. about that and I rewatched it and it didn't really hold up to the hype in my head. That's a bit different because yeah. that's when you rewatched it. I'm talking about yeah. the on first watch. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the tax man, we wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast talking right now. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> I, love, I just love the I love the story of the tax man. The movie's all right. But we can go back to the list of the we'll talk about the heist or hostile force. Uh, it's a Canadian. I prefer to call it Hostile Force. Okay, so on Hostile Force, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Canadian thriller, and mm-hmm. you, I guess what I wrote here was there's a decent shootout opening, but then it begins to lag, and you don't really care anymore. And there's a guy, it's there's a character named Lucy, and then uh, she has a bunch of silly coworkers, and they're very annoying, and one looks like Banya from Seinfeld. Because a lot of times we say, "Oh, that looks like Banya." Then when the end credits roll, it's like that was Banya. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we sure that the person we thought was Banya wasn't actually Banya? I would have to double check the cast oh, list. Oh, that's okay. But I, I, I'm pretty sure that's happened. I think possibly more than once. It was like, "Oh, that guy looks like Banya." Oh, wait, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he was in Air Rage, the movie of Ice T that was trash. 
Right, right. And also um, that's happened with the soup Nazi, the guy, oh. whatever the actor is. Yeah. Like we say, hey, that kind of looks like the soup Nazi. It is the soup <laughs> Nazi. <laughs> So it's kind of funny because we always say when we watch these, yeah. you know, low budget DTV movies that certain actors look like other yes. actors, but occasionally they are the, the actor you're talking about. So well, like, that's always nice. My favorite is Crash Dive too, when they had to get a Christopher Titus impersonator. As I always say, that's the amazing thing about Hollywood, you know, that, that that's something someone might need, and then there's someone to fill that need. It's like, yeah, we need a guy who's the back of his head looks like Christopher Titus. I'm on it, sir. And then yeah. I actually found someone. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, you gotta love that. That's just hilarious. So, and, I don't and know. sorry, but that's also the movie where they said the wrong name on the back of the box for Dudikoff. The aforementioned yes. Dudikoff. Yeah, they said his name was Zach Silver. Yeah, but right? it was a different name. Yeah, and that's not his name in the movie. They just it's totally not. just made that up. Yeah, and they made up the running time. Yeah, also. and then made up the run to have the ultimate weapon too with Hulk Hogan. It was like it says two hours, but it was ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times I don't even think these companies like watch the movie or something. Like, yeah, 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 numbers. There's nothing. Oh, how about um, where uh, was the Asher Browner? Was an American Eagle where they said yeah. like you will be chilled to the bone or something like yeah, that? Yeah, remember that? Chilled to the bone. <laughs> it's like um, have you watched the movie? Like there's a Asher Browner as a mullet and there's a man made of straw. Like I'm, I wasn't exactly chilled to the bone. I was entertained, but I wasn't chilled to the bone. When we saw that straw man, it's just amazing. It's, I think that's, that, that makes doing all the, the website and podcasts like worth it. I mean, when moments like that come along. People have I mean, to watch American people. It's readily available on your VHS. So it's and like, DVD. And DVD. So definitely and buy it. Possibly some online streaming services, but uh all I would say is that uh, it's the ultimate straw man argument. You know? <laughs> nice. That's a good one. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. So it's like, it's well, we high. go out on a high. But, um, all right. So that was the heist. It's a born Canadian thriller. What's that movie where we said like the, the guy started talking about his record collection and our ears perked up, but then they perked oh. back down. <laughs> you mean the contract? Yeah. Like, yes. The contract. Thank God you remembered that. Cause I never would have. So is it like that? Yes. Is it contract-esque? Yes, it is. With Billy D. Williams is in the contract. That's why we watched it, if you remember. And is there two movies called The Contract? On the site? You know, I think there is. You know, so, we can do that really quickly. So it's The Contract. And that's, sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, did we contract. cover that in the first installment of this? I, I think we might have. Well, it, well, we can do it really quickly anyway. So we were just talking about, what, the Billy D. Williams one? Um, it was Boring Hit Woman canadian movie you don't care but yeah there's that guy's record collection like he said what do you say like oh i have a, a big yeah, record collection yeah. okay and like we stood up and then it's like, it's like yeah. oh then oh it's back know. to being born again yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like ah nuts yeah yeah throw on on nuts but billy d williams is good he was like an evil congressman not you know senator towel-esque but it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but who could be who could beat senator towel <laughs> well, maybe he was Bath Matt. He was the infamous Bath Matt we've heard so much about. But I got to jump to the other height. Oh, the contract, the other one. Yeah, okay, I'll do a quick. John Cusack, Morgan Freeman, uh, Millennium movie. Oh, the one I watched, you know, fairly recently. Perfect movie on a screen. It's fun. It's stupid, of course. But I think people would enjoy that one. You know, it's, you know, if you've seen it. Any of these millennium movies, you know, kind of what you're in for. It's kind of like a middling, medium budget movie with, you know, that's written okay and directed okay. 
but yeah. you know it doesn't go above that it's something off about the movie too because i think there's a lot of i think there are some behind the scenes troubles making it so because they're out in the wilderness. I mean, from what I remember, the cinematography was good because it's like they're in this sort of mountainous rural yeah, it's location. A, it's a good idea, but the movie is pretty relentlessly dumb. You know, lots of kind of insipid dialogue to to listen to. <laughs> well, it's a lot like, um, oh god, that movie with the uh, oh Killing Season with, with oh. uh, Travolta and yes. De Niro. I think the contract is better than Killing I think it's Season. better too, but it's very similar. Oh, there, yeah. They probably just like pasted the script from the contract to Killing Season. Yeah, I think there's some cutting and pasting going on there. Uh, By the same company. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, both of I mean, but look at the formula. You get two A-list or formerly yeah. A-list stars together, yep. put them in the wilderness, and kind of you see what happens. Baddies and you're entertained enough. Mm, yeah <laughs> barely enough so we're gonna go back to the other heist oh okay it's from uh 1999 aka shutdown so again probably a better title than the heist yeah ice t and luke perry and and david faustino <laughs> the heist t the heist oh heist t <laughs> there's gotta be some word play there somewhere yeah heist t yeah yeah so <laughs> Uh, not to be confused with the heist, this is another heist movie. I, you know, it's funny. I just bought this movie a couple days ago. The one of I you did. Yeah, I never had a copy. I think I rented on old Netflix or something. So, so you I thought, to, okay, I don't have enough David Faustino in my life. Yes. I do own the complete series of Married with Children. That's still not enough. Nope. I need more Faustino. <laughs> you know, we have a Faustino to watch in the funny, you know, movie bucket with our friends. Uh, Criminal Passion, um, David Faustino, Michael York, and David Carradine. And I watched about five seconds of it, and it's like, oh. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we can watch that fairly soon after McSinzy's Island. <laughs> Perfect. So Ice-T plays C-Note. <laughs> of course he does. And him and Luke Perry are just trying to, you know, you know, take down, you know, figure out what's going on with this heist in the bank. Not much really going on, really. But they hijack an armored car and, you know, all that stuff. It's not bad. But see, um, David Faustino, he plays, uh, he's trying to, <laughs> he's like, he's talking street. You know, it's like, there's a lot of slang. It's like <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I couldn't really remember his name, though. But yeah, and um, <laughs> Sino, it says, it's like, his final words are like, die, white boy, die. <laughs> in that IC way of speaking. <laughs> well, that okay, that sounds good. I can see yeah. why you bought that. Yeah, I had to buy it. Um, and Luke Perry has a beard, and it, it's, it's really not that bad of a movie, really. So, and then Sino has another line. It says, "This is our personal ATM. Let's make a withdrawal." Oh, <laughs> like, well, sounds like something Sino might say. Yeah. <laughs> or Ice T. Yeah. See. I see C note. Would you be? Would you want to be named C note, B note, or something? Like that? Like, B note. Well, <laughs> what I mean, after money, it's like I don't um, know. All about the Benjamins, stuff like that. So it's like uh, probably not. Uh, right? Probably not. You're already named Brett, so it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. I screwed up my own name in the in the prior <laughs> podcast. Probably, oh man. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're in the uh, it's the it's part of the fun, you know. I hope so. So we only have a few more left. Um, of course, we're getting to the hour mark. Let me see. Uh, 
We'll, well do... I think we'll probably <laughs> land this in by the hour mark. Right. Be my I'll, guess. I'll make this quick, uh, which is the movie what's called Riot. Um, oh, Riot. Okay. Well, obviously, there's the one with Gary Daniels and Sugar Ray Leonard. Yes. We're just going to talk about second. And do you remember the other one? No. <laughs> From 2015, starring Matthew Reese, Chuck Liddell, and Don Oh, Hummer. right. Okay. Now I do. Yes. It's like, well, Jack Stone. That's uh, Matthew Reese's name. Is uh, He's a cop on a mission. He goes undercover in the jail. He has to uh, fight. Never Bob. seen that before. No, I never heard. I think that's an original uh, concept. So it's like <laughs> nothing like death warrant at all. I don't play. I don't punk. So bison. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chuck Liddell plays the evil baddie named Balam. He runs the prison of an iron fist. With it, and he has his own uh, plush private area. <laughs> well, uh, they usually do. And then, like, Dolph Lundgren kind of plays, like, a nerd or something. He has glasses. He's, like, a – but he's tough. So he beats up a couple people. It's kind of a movie on a screen, if you remember. Oh, I remember that much because it's, <laughs> you know, it's another one of these modern-day DTVs that can't hold a candle to the 80s. Yep. That's exactly what we said in this very review. So we're just going to jump to uh, the other riot, which we all love and enjoy. Oh, yes. Now, this is a movie. Yeah. This – this delivers the goods. Gary Daniels, Sugar Ray Leonard, Charles Napier. PM. PM. And it's prime. Yes, you know, it's such a great movie. So it's part of the R trilogy of yes. Gary Daniels. It'll rage, riot, and recoil. Yep. Um, so read and writing and arithmetic. Um, <laughs> that really shows that, our educational yeah. skill, huh? <laughs> it really does. The three R's, only one of them actually starts with R. Um, <laughs> of course. But I would say... If you haven't seen Riot, you should. And if you are just starting to watch the movies of Gary Daniels, make sure you watch the three R's. Yes, that's how it works. And Riot is maybe the second best one. I think Recoil is my personal favorite. Maybe my personal favorite Gary Daniels movie. So we'll talk right, about it's an awesome movie. movie. But Riot, you know, it's it's prime PM. There's a lot of awesome scenes in it. Sugar Ray Leonard gets to put his boxing yeah. abilities to use in a bar fight scene. Yeah, it was fun. Um, a lot of fun. And there's some good surprises, some great stunts. You can't help but enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's a winner all around. I think some kids burn some pizza in a pizza box. <laughs> That's right. Oh, good memory. That's right in the beginning. What's funny is that they don't really come back, those characters. If the movie has one minor flaw, it would probably be that. I think we'd like to see more from those two kids. Yeah, because um, it was so much fun. Like, I want to watch TV. No, you're burning the pizza box. <laughs> right, because they, they try to cook a pizza on their own, and they put the box like of a frozen pizza in the oven and then it catches yeah. on fire and then certain things start to happen from there. It would have been nice to have a little more antics like that, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain because you know, yeah, you can't yeah. fit everything in because we're right. always complaining that movies are too long. So how could we, how could we say we want more scenes? <laughs> That's a good point. So definitely a, a total winner. If people haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah. See, right. If you haven't seen a while, maybe check it out again. I, I did a couple of years ago and it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Well, it doesn't take place around Christmas. Maybe sure people who watch it around Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. You know, it was a Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's like, yes, it's a Christmas movie. But Riot is a Christmas movie, too. Well, I don't want to get into the whole uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie uh, I'm tired debate. of that debate. And I'm tired yeah, of the Bill Paxton, of... Bill Pullman debate, too. I have to say. <laughs> I really well, because they're not that different. They just have similar names. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not have... that similar. Sorry, no, they're not, they're not they... that similar. 
No, they just have they have the same first name, and some of their last name has some of the same letters. Yeah, like, but you do a split screen with the two guys. They look completely different. Exactly, and they're totally different acting styles. And I think Bill Paxton is the better actor, my first opinion. The late Bill. Oh, he's Paxton. been in you know more interesting fare like uh, Frailty and um, Simple Plan. Right, in movies like that, that's more his kind of wheelhouse. So, well, we're, we're only a few more left. You want to I'll blaze through them. Um, we got The Hunted. We'll start with the one from 2003, the kind of a real movie in a way. <laughs> you know, I Tyler haven't Lee seen Jones. this. You have oh, seen no, 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 that. Okay, I was thinking of that uh, Christopher Lambert. You've never seen that? Do you know The Hunted? No. If I have, I don't remember. Oh, I, I thought we what? Okay. No, well, we'll get to that shortly. Okay. No, The Hunted with, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. Yeah, it's a good movie. I it think, is. I think there are some flaws. There's some bad CGI in it and a really hilariously bad stunt double for Tommy Lee Jones. But besides that, it's fun because it has a really cool knife fighting. Right. It's all about knife fighting. Yeah. yeah but what do they call it? Kali? So. Right. Yeah. yeah and it's, that's part of it. Yeah. Was it Diane Lane? Is she in it? Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen. Okay. Yeah. So. As we talked about in the review and you know watching it, it definitely moves like a freaking bullet. You you blink, it's over. It's like there's, <laughs> there's no there's no flab in it. It just moves. Well, that's good. That's what we want to see. Yeah. So most it's a good movie. It's fun. I mean, if you haven't seen it in a while, I can't believe it's almost twenty years old, but it's it's good. People know the plot of this. Tommy Jones, it's like the fugitive again. <laughs> it's like Tommy no. Jones chases Benicio del Toro. Nothing like Double Jeopardy or. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, we're chasing someone. U.S. Marshals. Yeah, U.S. Marshals, uh, the fugitive. Is there another one? <laughs> I think there is. You know, it's kind of like what they're doing with Liam Neeson now. They're just kind of putting him in similar type of roles. That's oh, he, Tommy Lee Jones is in the fugitive. Have him chase another fugitive. It's like another one. It really, when Double Jeopardy came out, it's like first off, that's named after the show. So it's, just, <laughs> it's more of a round, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, where's Alex Trebek? You know, <laughs> well, should have been an action star. Yeah, that's true. He should have been. Well, he was on the episode of the X Files. I still yes, he was. I bet his acting's really good. So we'll go to the next um, hunted. People have seen it. It's a good movie. You'll enjoy it if you haven't. <laughs> the hunted from 1995. What you said you haven't seen? I don't think I have. No. Maybe. You just don't remember because we totally watched it. Oh, we did. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, and I have seen it. I just don't remember them. Well, I'll give you the plot to uh, jog your memory. Paul Racine, Christopher Lambert, is a New York businessman on a business trip to Tokyo. And then he gets into an affair with Joan Chen. And then he has to fight some ninjas. Hmm. So, well, here's it's like a real movie. I went to the theater, by the way. Remember oh, perfect. Weapon went to the theater. That's true. So Lambert went to the theater. Yeah, um, yeah. A, if you remember, do you remember this train sequence when, he's, when there's a bunch of ninjas killing people? Not really. Mm. For some reason, I, I just can't remember this movie. Oh, that's okay. I mean, it is. It does start. Well, it has a really slow start, and then it picks up later. The problem is the movie's two hours long, so it, it really does uh, kind of. Now I wouldn't say test your patience, but it tests like, all right, all right. It should be 90 minutes and not two hours. <laughs> it's like, but it's still a right. good movie. Um, we're almost done. Uh, we have two more, or I guess four more. Above the Law. Uh, we didn't talk about this on the last time we did, we did this topic. Well, I hope we didn't. Well, no, no, I don't think we did, right? 
So above the law, obviously no Seagal. We'll just go right to the good one with Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, that's well, this is one of the better Seagals, to be fair. We have the classics. I, oh, I, I did rewatch Above the Law recently, the Seagal one. It is really good. Actually, his acting's really good. In it. I was really impressed by it. And was like, this, this guy's good. This guy's good. What the heck happened? It's like the line he says in the movie, like, you're not above, you may be above the law, but you're not above mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, Nico, the, right? Nico. Nico. Yeah, Nico Toscani and Henry Silva. So. See, interesting uh, parallels coming up all the time. He's all over this pod today. <laughs> um, yes, he, Nico Scotty, you know, martial arts expert. He fights uh, Kurt Zagon, Henry Silva. We know the plot of Above the Law, but it's a classic skull. If you, if you haven't seen this, you got to watch it. Yeah, or if you haven't seen it in a while, yeah, rewatch I, it. I rewatched it and actually really delivered the goods. It was just a lot of fun. Um. Definitely. And the other one, same the the same thing. It's it's like an Asian martial arts movie with Cynthia, yeah, Cynthia Rothrock and yeah. other um, Corey Ewan writing wrongs is the alternate title. That's um, it, and there's a lot to love about that movie. It's it, tons of great martial arts and stunts and oh, it's great. And it has that crazy alternate ending, which I won't give away. You remember on the DVD? Yes, I know that's a Dragon Dynasty DVD yeah. and it. It's a really good DVD. People can find it. But yeah, it's it's this is like a classic martial arts movie of the day. Yeah, exactly. And you just can't help but enjoy it because killer fights. You care. You got oh, and Karen Shepard is also hanging around. So yeah, um, that's a big recommend. Yeah, from huge. Us. Yeah, the same. I guess the movies that we well, we have two more to go and. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll just do it quickly, which is Last Man Standing. The last one, he did the last two, by the way, Last Man Standings. So Again, this is a three-picture uh, deal here because we had the <laughs> one that I watched recently with Bruce Willis. That's right. It was just shooting. Lots of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was done well. Like, um, but so, of course, there's a classic. Another one of the best PM movies with uh, yes. Jeff Wincott. I was going to mention that last. The one from 1987, I'll mention first, which is also known as Circle Man. Vernon Wells is back. Franco Columbu. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's almost like a Canadian punch-fighting drama. Right. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah Rue Marcus, played by Vernon Wells, a down-and-out guy with a troubled past who was recently released from a mental institution. But he now uh, he's going back to the only thing he knows, punch-fighting and circle fights. So what's going to happen? And Franco Colombo did a really great job. Yes, he did. And you know, this is under, kind of underseen, underappreciated movie. Oh, that totally underrated. You know, it's like Busted Up or Thunderground or, you know, That's a movie a like point. that. Because, you know, Thunderground has the sequel. Oh, no, Busted Up is the first one. Thunderground is the sequel. So, you know, because Bird, remember Bird? <laughs> Well, the thing is, I've never actually seen Thunderground, but... Um, oh, you can borrow from me if you want. <laughs> yes. Um, but obviously, I remember Busted Up, and that's sort of like another one of these punch-fighting dramas. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They can See, you can make a punch-fighting drama instead of all, uh, you know, goofy punching. Um, yeah, Baddie is... Franco Colombo plays Baddie, because he's another crazy guy. <laughs> right. Yes, I remember that. And yeah, it's it's a worthwhile movie from what I remember. Yeah, it, these are like the beginning of bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they're kind of down and out people. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, let's see. There's Bums, the movie, and then there's Last Man Standing. Thunderground is about bums. So it's like. Bums and in a lot of these movies, to, you know, in order to rise to the top, the hero has to fight through a bunch of boxcar Joes. Exactly. <laughs> so they'll go, to, they'll go to like the abandoned train tracks and fight yeah, exactly. people. Oh, here comes Boxcar Willie. He has like a couple of good punches, but he gets knocked down by Michael Worth or whoever. Right. <laughs> or Rue Mar- right. Marcus. Yes, Rue. <laughs> Yeah, like the kangaroo, I guess. So, wait, that was a character in Streets of Rage 3, right? Rue? Yeah, there's a Well, interesting parallel because, you know, Streets of Rage is the title of the movie with uh, um, that woman. Mimi Lesios? Mimi Lesios. And so that's a similar title between a movie and a video game. And also Rue, maybe, because isn't Vernon G. Wells, isn't he Australian? Yeah, so that makes sense. So Maybe that's you, why that might be like his Australian nickname. <laughs> so yeah, this is an interesting movie. I definitely would try to find this one. It's very, it's it's different. It's a different kind of punch fighting drama. Definitely worth watching. So yeah, the, the last movie, which is Brett just talked about briefly, is Last Man Standing from 1996, a top PM movie. Now we, <laughs> I think we have talked about this in the Jeff Wincott episode, obviously. And it's probably come up other times yeah, because it's such a classic. But I see what you're doing here. You're saving the best for last. Yeah. And we all love Kurt Belmore, played by Jeff Wincott, <laughs> who's a tough L.A. cop who plays by his own rules. And it just, I'm just going to stop there because it's just an awesome movie you have to watch. It's the fights, the, the choreography, everything is just perfect. Yeah, it's the stunts and blow ups and oh, it's how, just how, how they do they, some of this stuff. How did they get in the same shot? The part where he's on the motorcycle and the highway and it blows up with its other like three other things blowing up at the same time in the same shot. It's like, it's, it's the people that do this. Remarkable. It is they don't get the credit they deserve, you know. No, Harder probably took the set up. <laughs> no one appreciates that at all. Like well, cool stuff. And we do, like, no, and people that listen to us do. But you're right. We don't know these people's names or their faces, and they don't get awards. Or, no, I don't think. They're just. You see their names in the credits, like Spiros, Rot. Right, Rosados, yeah. Rosados. That guy is amazing. He needs his, like, he needs, he needs an award for this, this stunt coordinating award. And there are other great stunt people we can name, but yeah, the, the people that do the explosions and. Yeah. The pyro um, and all that great yes, stuff. Yes, it's. And the yeah, the car stunts and all this. Because you gotta love those flip flipped over cars. Like yes, yes. yes. Here goes yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, Last Man Standing with the Wincott one really delivers anything you could possibly want in this type of movie. It's like the perfect type of you have, direct yeah. video action movie. And there's another great shot in the movie too. Last Man Standing when he's remember this, as in the climax where he's on the train. Where he's like doing this rolling like kick while in the same shot of all these shooting going around. How did they shoot all that in one shot? I, is very, I don't know. This is this one like, where he's kind of like being dragged behind a car and he's in like a satellite dish. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Well, he's in like this. Yes, but you're fig- that's also a similar scene in um, Dark the Breed. Silencers. No, Dark, oh, oh, yeah, Dark okay, Breed. So, no, Dark Breed or Silencers. One Jack of them. One of the, yeah, something with Jack Scalia. Yeah, Jack Scalia is, is hanging on by like a. <laughs> Uh, satellite dish because you know. <laughs> that's i mean it's pretty impressive i mean they're not faking it there's not no. like cgi or green screens like someone's yeah. in that and you know they just take their lives in our hands for our entertainment <laughs> i know and people have died 
So that's true. And it, the, so when they, the guy took the satellite dish, I feel bad for the guy's house. Like, he can't get his TV wow. <laughs> Well, then he can't have all of his locked out channels like Hunter Simpson <laughs> Ned Flanders had. The... 100 channels locked out. <laughs> yeah. I might be uh-huh. screwing up that quote a little bit. but So that's the end of the list. Um, hopefully uh, people enjoyed this one. <laughs> these, these now, are there movies. more of these? Do we have more doubles or is this it? For now, this is it. I could double check, double check, <sighs> but uh, <laughs> but for now, I we're out of the same titles. Okay. All so, right. Well, so it's kind of a two-parter where we cover all the double and quasi-triple yeah. titles. I guess what the standouts would be: what Last Man Standing, Moving Target, Riot. Yeah, so those are definitely the best movies that we mentioned. Perfect Weapon, I guess, above the, the law, above the law, yeah, above the law, both above the laws and the hard way with Miles O'Keefe. So, yeah, those are the standards. Oh, and, uh, yeah, moving. You said moving target, right? Moving target. Er, Ernie Borgnine. Yeah. Yeah, with Ernie. So yeah, those are the standouts. If anyone's looking to get suggestions from this, yeah. which hopefully they are, those I, I think are the standouts. People, if people watch it, just uh, we'll hit with the plug so you can tell us about it if you've yes. seen any of these movies. So. We'll start off with uh, Thai Action Rocks on Instagram. Thai Comeuppance on the Twitter. We have the website itself, comeuppancereviews.net, which is the same name in the Facebook profile. So, right. And that's, I think, all of the social media we have. And then if you want to more. email us, oh, yeah, it's it. a crpodcast at yahoo.com. So thanks again uh, for listening. Uh, yes. We'll be back soon with some more. Uh, well, I think we're going to come back with Connoisseur of Leo Fong, I think. so. Yes, I believe that's next up. So if you like your Leo Fong and who doesn't. Um, Long awaited. That's it. So. Fong awaited? Fong, yes, it's Fong awaited. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. We got, all right, got to stop there. You okay, that that's it, everyone. Goodbye. All right, see ya.
nope, I was just exploring some huts. It was a lot of fun. I went, whoa, after the, the 